Welcome to the Marriage Shop Podcast, presented by Catalyst, helping to improve every part of life that matters in every place that matters. In the Marriage Shop, we discuss the work required to build, repair, and maintain a marriage that lasts. I'm Wendy Perry, and I'm joined by my co-host and handsome husband, Dr. Mike Perry. Well, thank you, baby. The pleasure is all mine. We invite you to join us during our live recording of The Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. For now, let's get to work in The Marriage Shop. We're Mike and Wendy Perry. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in The Marriage Shop. And so (laughs) The Marriage Shop is all about... um, Whatever needs fixing, and every, everything needs some attention. Whether it's um, a, a little, you know, tune-up, uh, routine maintenance, uh, major overhaul, everything needs some attention. Rotate the tires. Yeah, you change know. the oil. Yeah, so hopefully <laughs> don't don't kick the tires. Why did people kick the tires back in the day? Was that to make see if the hubcap was gonna fall off or something? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anywho, <laughs> um, but but we're glad that you're here. And so here we are looking at marriage yet again. Um, you know, everybody enjoys having a little bit of fun um, here, but this actually is not necessarily about fun. Some nights, mm-hmm. this, uh, you know, the topics are fun yeah, and they are light. Um, tonight, it is not a light topic. No, at it's all. not. It's not. And so, um, but, but it's a topic, I think, that, that a lot of people need to hear and need, need to talk about mm. and to, to be really to be thinking about because um you know in, in life there's a lot of things that that impact us before we ever meet the person that we're going to spend the rest of our lives with mm-hmm. the truth is there's a life before that yeah and a lot of us have um you know bumps and bruises along the way we have tragedies along the way we have things that happen maybe that shouldn't happen along the way and so we bring all that baggage into relationships and then we um you know we we have expectations or we act out there's all kind of things that occur mike is right sometimes we're in here in this light and we're having fun and we want it to be that way but we all know that marriage is not always all about the fun and the games and the keeping it light sometimes it gets really really heavy real fast it does so what are we talking about well I mean, you all saw saw the the, the title. Um, you know, it, it's not your spouse's job to make you whole, mm-hmm. and that is intentionally provocative. Um, okay. But but I think it's appropriate as well because um, you know, you complete me is that's cool for movies for you know for um, Jerry Maguire or whatever Tom Cruise. But <laughs> yeah. um, the truth is, another person doesn't have the capacity to complete you right the mm. marriage is about two two becoming one so that's like two holes becoming one complete thing mm. right but there's more and so you know when you, when you bring pieces in and a lot of us do we bring pieces in and we expect that that you know, our spouse is gonna fill in the pieces so why, why am i even bring this up today yeah well because um a lot of you may be familiar with um um Pastor Gray, John Gray, who um, got got himself kind of caught up in in some extramarital um, um, affair, uh, and so it got me kind of really kind of tuned in and paying attention because it would seem that a lot of prominent, high profile people are getting caught up in extramarital affairs. Um, hmm. Heck, Jerry Falwell. Junior, mm-hmm. uh, for example, just was just uh, just stepped down uh, as president of Liberty. Why? Yeah. Because he got caught out there in a lot in a lot of different things. Yeah. Um. Um. So yeah, John Gray. You have uh, tons of people, and I, and I actually looked. Um. I got this headline. Excuse me, a video rather today talking about a past. His, his name is actually Perry. Hmm. Believe it or not, um, I think he's out of Memphis, but he got shot. He and his wife both got shot by a woman that he was having an affair with mm. um, last year. I believe it was maybe around April last year. Wow. Um, so those are some of the high profile ones we hear about. Mm-hmm. But everyone here knows that this, these things are happening every day, all the time. And then when the truth comes out, 
um, there's always there there's often I would I would say, I would say not always but okay. often um, there's a conversation around you know all of the demons that people are fighting and the hurt that they they dealt with and um, not being able to access anyone. Mm. to uh, potentially help them or not allowing anyone in to help them maybe not okay. seeking out that help and so but every everyone scratch that no i i think it's safe to say that everyone no matter how it manifests is operating you know when when you when you do things that are hurtful to other people when you do things that are that um that are outside of your marriage that you know are wrong mm -hmm. i believe that all of that is coming from some place of hurt some place of some somewhere where you've been damaged hmm. and a lot of a lot of people will go into marriage expecting that the spouse is going to be the one to pick up the pieces the spouse is going to be the one to um um respond to all of my needs is going to like somehow if i if i if i have self-esteem issues mm -hmm. they're going to help me feel better about myself uh, um you know if i'm insecure they're going to somehow you know say the things to make me feel secure if i'm you know what i mean if yeah. i if i'm in need of something mm -hmm. they're gonna feed that need yeah and fill then, in the gaps they're gonna fill in the gaps mm -hmm. and then when the gaps aren't filled in they begin to now perhaps look in other places or do other mm -hmm. things that are unhealthy to the relationship well, that's so. interesting so you you went a couple of places with that i yeah. actually thought we we were going to go somewhere else with that but i but but i will um when we get there so mm -hmm. so what you're saying is that there's some void or some hurt or something before you even get into the marriage. Yeah. Yeah. That, mm -hmm. that either goes what unattended or that continues to, to remain in that place. And the expectation is that the spouse is going to, to fill the gap mm -hmm. or to attend to those things. Yeah. And, and then, and, and if they don't, then that breeds opportunity for other things yeah. to happen. And sometimes even if, if they try. Okay. Because because you're asking someone oftentimes to do something that they actually aren't capable of doing. Hmm. And okay. so so it's I, I need this, I want this, I need mm -hmm. this. And and this is this is coming specifically from you know, because I, I, I was listening to um I think John Gray was talking about kind of all the things that he's been fighting yeah. over the years. And yeah. so it kinda of, it comes specifically kind of from that from that angle. But mm -hmm. the truth is um, I mean, you know, most people are fighting something, have been fighting something. Mm. And, and, and typically you all may notice that we don't tend to, um, spend a lot of time when, when high profile people or celebrities, whatever, when they get in, into public mm -hmm. trouble or, or trouble or public uh, turmoil, yeah, we tend not to, um, have an entire discussion around those individuals necessarily, mm -hmm. because we recognize that those individuals are they're pretty much just like everybody else it just so happens that they they are in the public eye yeah and i, and I think it's, it's unfair to to go on the attack um, um when people get in trouble into trouble like that but we can use those opportunities to really begin to learn a little bit more about ourselves and maybe save ourselves from the fate that they are going through Right. Yeah. Well, so. it, like we were talking about the last time, it, it can introduce the conversation at least, mm -hmm. right? It gives us an opportunity to reflect on our own relationships, yeah. our, our own stance and, and where we sit um, as it relates to something else. Mm -hmm. um, often when someone, it's a high profile marriage or a relationship, um, when something happens, like Will and Jada come to mind, yeah. when something happens, we are quick to to we in general are quick mm -hmm. to render an opinion and pass judgment yep. and and talk about some things and they should have been aware. And, and so as it relates to pastors, those were the examples that you brought up tonight. Mm -hmm. um, they should have known they, you know, they are role models mm -hmm. in a sense and they have a higher responsibility um, to use more discretion or yeah. to be loyal or to be faithful. Mm -hmm. um, and so they are no different than us. That's, that's fact number one. Mm -hmm. um, but what is different is that everything that they do is open and is um, available for public consumption. Yep. So um, as you were talking about that and talking about how John Gray or whoever finds himself in that situation and often it comes from, you know, they start to talk about their hurt and the things that happened to them and all of the, the, the pathology of how we got to 
this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then you're talking about how it's not the spouse's responsibility to, to um, make them whole, right? In mm-hmm. terms of filling in the gaps. Yep. Where I was going with that was in terms of the spouse's response once something comes out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. right, right. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know, so I was thinking, you know, so people to come to mind, like, what? What? Why are you laughing? <laughs> I'm like, huh. It's like we just parachuted out of a plane and I'm over in... <laughs> I'm over in Carolina and you about, about Arkansas. It's yeah. like, hey, hey it's, go ahead. we knew what we were talking about, but we didn't know where we were going. But <laughs> but Hillary Clinton comes to mind. Yes. You know, so we're all familiar with what happened with that very public, high profile marriage mm-hmm. um, on trial for the, the whole United States for for America. Yeah. Um, we're looking at it. There's questions. He, there's accusations. There's a, you know, potential extramarital affair. Yes. All of that is happening. And the world is turning their focus and attention on how will she respond? Yes. And so in that context, um, in terms of is it the spouse's responsibility to then preserve or keep whole or protect that marriage and the mm-hmm. image of that marriage? That's what I'm, I was oh, thinking. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. And see, well, well, that little caveat you added, I think is a huge, you said oh, protect the image of that marriage. Yes. That's, that's a huge peace yes yeah, because a huge piece. that's what a lot of people are trying to do that's what uh, almost everybody is trying to do public mm-hmm. i mean um public famous or not famous yes on facebook on mm-hmm. instagram on snapchat yep. um whenever we share images and we present ourselves it's always the best yep. thing forward yep. in most cases e- even when things are looking bad internally even when things are completely falling apart, yeah. um, we choose to pretend that it's all good and that's the face that we put out there to the public. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. The pride. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> right? It's like, because because it, those, those type, when, when the motivation is to make sure we put on this face, right? It's, mm-hmm. you don't want people to know, you don't want people in your business. What, what will they say if, and if it's us, what will they say? Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I think that, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, particularly as it relates to a, a couple and, and um, John Gray and his wife are both pastors. Mm-hmm. They both are in that church. There's so much tied into not just um, their marriage to each other, but mm-hmm. their um, their responsibility and their correct. commitment to their flock, yes. to their to their congregation. That's correct. And so then it, it just brings in so many different things. So what mm-hmm. you know, I want to go back to what you were saying, and I want to talk a little bit about his response because okay. there's the expectation of how somebody should respond. Mm-hmm. The person who gets caught out there, um, the expectation of how the spouse should respond. Mm-hmm. In response to the person getting caught out there, yeah. and then there is um, the expectation around how that person should respond to their spouse. Right. Which, which, and and when you say expectation, it's like you mean like the the, the public who's like observing this whole thing unfold. Yeah. So yeah. so when when he does an interview or she does an interview, mm-hmm. what we are anticipating, we're going to hear, or what we're expecting them to say. Okay. Um, and so I thought it interesting in everything that I read about how he handled it, or at least when he went public, was a little contrary to what I had expected. Say, say more. What do you mean? Well, um, when he was talking about it, he there was a sermon mm-hmm. um, where he addressed his own indiscretions. Yes. And, and to me, there wasn't a lot of con- contrition. Mm-hmm. It was more or less, hey, you know... I, I am human. I'm flawed. I make mistakes just like you. I serve the same Jesus that you do. I also need forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to put this out there. And and it's for you to decide whether or not you want to forgive me and mm-hmm. just kind of move on with it. That was mm-hmm. the sense that I got from it. Um, there was no, it, it didn't come across as really genuine and really um, from a place of humility. It's mm-hmm. like he lacked he has no hubris. That's what I'll say. You say he, what you mean? He, he had, he, he had what? hubris. Yeah. So, um, 
That's an interesting perspective. I, I wow. actually, I actually listened to to that in its entirety, mm-hmm. um, just just um, this morning, actually. Yes. Um, I'm I'm a little delayed on all my all everything that's media. I'm just <laughs> I'm just intentionally uh-huh. just delayed. But I, I did listen to it, and so mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it sounded. It was. I mean, you know, it, it sounded fine uh, in terms of his his. You know, there was some emotion, and they've been through this before, right? They and have so, been and there's a, there's a whole there's a whole another com- conversation mm-hmm. about the the wife who has you know publicly supported, and then you know is hurt again in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 like in in itself, that's an entire that's a whole conversation, right? Like right there, you know, what do you expect to happen there? Yeah. But um, you know, the total the the sum total of what he said, I thought, okay, eh, okay, but there was one thing mm-hmm. I found. Um, interesting okay particularly for for uh, well for a pastor in particular what? because he said he he made sure to emphasize that there was nothing physical mm. and so you may recall when we talked about the last time i was talking about kind of how it was more of a you know more of more attacking more you know mm-hmm. like overtly defensive yes um this was not as, as overtly defensive however that particular statement really stood out to me because according to the word, it doesn't matter if it was physical. Okay. Where in the word does it say that? Well, Matthew 5, 28. Okay. Right? It's because it, it, the word says, I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. And then that's the part where it goes on to say, if your right eye um, calls you to sin, pluck that bad boy out yeah. and throw it away. It's better for you to lose parts of your body than your whole body be thrown into hell. Mm. It doesn't matter. The physical part does not matter, right? Mm. And and I, so even if even if you're a pastor and you don't get this, I need everybody to get this. Yeah, it does not matter if you touch somebody at all. Mm. It's all about where you allow your mind to go, because where your mind goes, once your mind is gone, you're gone, mm. right? And so, and that's why. It's easy after that to take all the, the next steps because you you've removed the um, the primary defense mechanism. The yeah. act is is merely just acting out what, what's going on in your in your mind, right? Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, that's you, that, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so. But as it pertains to extramarital affairs, there are times when one person is completely Mm. blindsided or oblivious to anything that's happening. Mm -hmm. And often, as you mentioned, when we talked about extramarital affairs, it begins as an affair of the mind, an affair of the heart before it becomes anything that is physical in nature. And so so did you get the sense that he was trying to explain away or excuse what he did because he's saying that it was an emotional affair and not a physical affair. Um, I, I I don't know. I I wouldn't say that. Um, I I would just say that he was he was trying to. Um, it, it was more. They, I think he did that because he recognizes that that some for some people that makes a difference. Mm. And you know he he's got a church. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean it, this dude is is like a mega millionaire, right? Yeah. And so there's there's a cost there's a financial cost to something like this yeah and so um i, I think that that was to send a message because maybe you know if people know that it wasn't physical no that's not quite as bad right but that's why i'm just saying that the the, the mere the mere mention of it in that way mm-hmm. suggested me that um either he doesn't get it or he actually does get it and doesn't care. It's like, you know, the most important thing is to make sure I stop the bleeding as far as people leaving and not and, and closing their pocketbooks, maybe. I don't know. Right. And so when you say that, right, mm-hmm. it, that again, when we started to talk about what we were going to talk about, mm-hmm. I was I, I imagined a patch mm-hmm. or a fix or a Band-Aid mm-hmm. um, in terms of what your spouse is not there to do. Right. And so what it sounds like he he was doing and and really calculated steps what i heard and what i read was he apologized and in the apology he apologized to the church right along with apologizing with his wife Mm -hmm. i mean to his wife and and you know jeff hill thank you for saying you know they need to both step back and and pay attention and work on their marriage outside of the public eye when that's possible 
But for me, as as the wife or the person who has been offended in a, in a situation, mm -hmm. the apology needs to come to me. Yeah. I, you well, know, and and so that that one, yeah, I, I don't know. Well, I, I don't know, but let, but but I, as I said, I don't I don't you I don't even want to focus on all the mechanics of that. Yes. I mean, I yes. mean, so let's. I mean, we 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 talking about them. We could just easily talk about about us, and yes. so um, even because because it's very interesting that um, I think that oftentimes when there's some some level of um, something you're trying to feel and there's some level of dissatisfaction or whatever and then you begin to and, it, and it's not even like a one-for-one -one exchange you just mm -hmm. give yourself permission mm -hmm. to have conversations that you wouldn't normally have right right or or to um, engage in behavior that you wouldn't normally engage in or maybe you're just not talking as much and so the accountability there's a, there's a little bit of a downtick in mm -hmm. accountability yeah and and so now all of the safeguards, those external ones begin to fall away. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so I think that um, what drives that a lot of times is people trying to, you know, you put something on your spouse like, hey, this is what, you know, this is what you need to do for me. And so I can be right. Mm -hmm. and, and your spouse is going to fail at that like every time. Yeah. At some point, they're going to fail it, and they're they're going to like work themselves into a frenzy trying. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of relationships and marriages are predicated exactly on that. Yeah. That it is, I've I've communicated to you what my needs and desires are, and now mm -hmm. it's on you to fulfill those needs and desires, and and we then place those that responsibility on each spouse yes, and, and we kind of grade our spouses based on mm -hmm. how well they're able to meet those expressed needs. Yes. Um, but I like where you said, you know, it could be our relationship. It could, it could be your relationship where as those barriers start to come down, you know, all of the things that are put in place to protect you. A lot of you have gone through the fireproof series and all of those things that you do to fireproof your marriage or, to insulate your marriage and mm -hmm. protect it from anything getting in. Yeah. Um, as you start to lower those barriers or, you know, or there are cracks, whether that's in the foundation or anywhere, and you allow things to come in, um, it's just as much what's going out or leaking outside of your marriage as it is what's coming in. Yep. Yeah, because, oh, that's, oh, ooh, that's good right there. Really, it is because when you're not because I, you know it, i just envision you were talking kind of like a it's like you're almost a sentry at your own gate right mm -hmm. and so as you're standing there i mean you're keeping things you know kind of sealed and protected and you also you know you're you are fighting off threats yes. but what happens when you step away from the gate right yeah all kind of stuff goes out anything gets in mm -hmm. and so now 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 we got a problem yeah yeah right and so but but people will often why why <laughs> why do we get there in the first place because yeah. we people are trying to um, fill gaps with this marital relationship that a marriage was never intended to fill yeah and you know when when people talk about um, um, you know the uh, the emotional affair versus physical I mean the emotional um, I, I would suggest just you know. Um, if I, I mean, and this, this is not, this ain't biblical, but I'm just saying if it's emotional, like you are, con you feel emotionally connected to somebody. Yeah. Well, I would say, I would say it's worse just in that, you know, when, when you're, when it's, when you're caught now, it's like, oh, you know, there's a, there's, there's this decision <laughs> because I'm connected to this person emotionally versus, oh no, no, it wasn't that right. It's, it was just, you know, and yeah. so, um, is it worse? I don't know. I, I, I think it's all <laughs> destructive. Oh, go ahead. What you got? It's not funny, but I thought about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it was funny to me. But okay. before I before I say what I was just thinking about, and I won't forget, mm -hmm. um, there any extramarital affair um, is not good. Right. Period. But um, a physical affair, even if it's long term, when you talk about physical connection, right? Or yeah. say long term over a period of time, mm -hmm. the physical connection is um, finite. Mm -hmm. But emotional connections mm -hmm. can be forever. Yeah, that's true. That's what came to mind. So yeah. the way that came to me that made me kind of smile was 
there's a time limit on that physical connection. <laughs> you like you laugh at some of the funniest, it's, the weirdest you, stuff. But, like, but yeah. what I'm saying is, there's a time limit on. Right. It. Yep. You know, and so you know, and and so when you consider that, I mean, an emotional affair, that emotional connection, is mm-hmm. not something that really is confined. Um, it, in terms of time, it's not finite in nature, and there is more difficult to establish boundaries around it mm-hmm. because you can't reach in and make me feel something different. Yep. So yeah, just wanted to speak Ooh, that's to that trouble right there. So yeah, yeah, yeah and but but I mm-hmm. I, I want to make sure that we we focus the conversation mm-hmm. on. That because because even that emotional affair, think about it, right? Yeah. I, 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 you marry someone, mm-hmm. yeah. This 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 lifelong covenant, yeah, that you create with someone that you love, and then somehow you begin to feel some level of love for someone else, mm. right? And so, what is that? There's something missing, yeah. And so, a lot of times we don't focus on what's missing. Right. We just try to fill the gap, fill the hole, fill that cavern with mm-hmm. all kind of stuff, yeah. you know, um, and, 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 you know, Pastor Wright often talks about that God size hole in everybody's heart yes. <laughs> that can only be filled with one thing. Yes. And so I think that we we often um, either forget or try to run away from where the real answers are, because it, it can be very difficult to deal with the things that are really going on. And so um, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Well, you just try to, you know, try to mask it, try to cover it up, try to numb it, whatever. And so there, there, the, the Bible is just so full of assurances mm-hmm. for people who've been hurt yeah. that you just can't talk about them all and do, do them justice in one night. Yeah, yeah. But there, there are a lot of things that the, that the Bible promises that God assures mm-hmm. with regard to people who are hurt or brokenhearted yeah. Yeah. or broken, period. Yeah. Right? And, you know, when you started out and you were talking about people who who um, have get caught in an extramarital affair or mm-hmm. whatever occurs mm-hmm. um, and they're being a void or that they're being they have been hurt or they're trying to address a need yeah. that is unfulfilled and then they they transfer and they put that expectation on the spouse mm-hmm. to fill the need and so um you know when we're when we're looking at that and Kim Aiken said, you know, she encourages people to get therapy. Therapy is, you know, is important. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be helpful, right? Um, someone else said sometimes it can be 10 years into the marriage yeah. before you even know. And so it really, when we talk about entering into a marriage or a long-term committed relationship, it is so important that you know yourself, mm-hmm. right? That, that you are tending to yourself before you go in with this expectation that um, in my life I am not whole until I meet someone else, mm-hmm. right? Because because if it is this this expectation or anticipation that my life is not complete and I am somehow not whole until I am with someone else or married to someone else, then we're getting it wrong before we get started. Mm-hmm. Um, and says, you know, read the opening comments of Genesis 3, 6. The mm-hmm. woman was convinced. She was convinced to eat the fruit based on the conversation. Again, he's getting too emotional and being enticed. Mm-hmm. And then remember Adam and Eve were whole. What happens when one steps away from the gate? Mm-hmm. And so that goes back to you talking about and giving us the illustration of being a sentry, right? And in each of us in this marriage, having a responsibility to secure the gate. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, you know, and I think when I think of that, that, that idea, that visual of um, two being at the gate, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's um, Ecclesiastes wrote it down on uh, four, right? Okay. Nine, um, uh, four, nine is, is where it can, that it's part, two, are better, than two one. are better than one for the get a, they get good, a return. good return for their work. Yeah. Um, and, and so that verse goes on to talk about how, you know, when one person is down, someone else, someone else is there to pick them up. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, a strand of three chords, y'all are familiar with that. You know, it's not easily broken. Yes. You bring God to that relationship. That absolutely applies to the marriage. 
but I am convinced that it also applies to the people in your circle. In mm. what I believe should be a relatively small circle of people who can pour into your life spiritually, yeah. who are telling you the right things, who, who, who are not afraid to call you out and to provide some accountability and that word at the right time. Mm -hmm. Critically important. Everybody who gets into trouble, I will bet you a lot of money, one of two things is at play. Mm -hmm. Either they are, the people who care about them, they're not sharing, right? The people who really care, they're not sharing the indiscretions, right? They're doing a lot of those, those things in the shadows. Yeah. Or the people who are, who are around them, remain silent just because they don't want to rock the boat. Maybe they have something to gain. Maybe, right. Maybe you're too big of a personality and they don't want to speak truth into your life. Mm. And so if you don't have people around who you can speak truth into your life, then you just need to get those people around you away from you. Yeah. Right. Because nothing, somebody always knows something. Yeah. And you know, and so speaking to us, I can say that, you know, I didn't I didn't just blame you. I blamed mm -hmm. everybody that that was close to you. Yes. And I still do. That's <laughs> a shame. That is, it is true. I mean, but, I just got to keep it real. I, I did. And everything that I associated with that time and every, you know, everything. So I mm -hmm. can go back through my mind and I can consider the people who were surrounding you mm -hmm. and each one of them whether it was true or not, were implicated in some way. And yeah. so they joined the list of people who, yes, I had to grow to forgive along with you, but mm -hmm. I also blame them along with you. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I don't, I wonder if I would, if I would have blamed the people. There, there are some people around, I would have associated, I would have just figured, you know what? Yeah, you, knew, you knew something was going on, right? Yes. But but um, I kind of fall in in those two scenarios that I described. I fall I fall into that scenario where it you know it was complete lights out darkness. Like nobody nobody couldn't. It was just it was so outside of character. It was so egregious. Nobody could know. Yeah. Right. Not even the people who I consider closest, like the three people who you know they mm -hmm. just because. It become you know there's there's this shame yeah. and um they just couldn't know you know yeah and so um yeah. yeah so but but that's i believe that those are two things that tend to to be the case nobody knows or somebody does and they're complicit yeah and that, and it's so. unfortunate because if you are someone yeah. who is aware that mm -hmm. somebody that you care about is doing something and and um, it is out of character or it, you know, they're not mm -hmm. using discretion or whatever it is. I mean, you know, your friendships and your relationships should be to the couple. Mm -hmm. And, and so when we yeah. talk about that, you know, you can say, well, I'm friends with him or I'm friends with her and I'm just going to mind my business or I'm only going to look out for her. I'm only going to look out for him. Mm -hmm. But your friendship, your love, your commitment should be to the couple. Yeah. And and you really do have a responsibility to that. Yeah. Um, you know, I would expect that if somebody saw me out with someone that was not you, that they would look at me sideways or have questions. Yeah. Um, and. I, I should feel uncomfortable if I'm out with somebody that's not you. Yeah. Um, and, and I made light of that when we did that driving the community thing. I was like, you know, the reason why I didn't come by myself is because I didn't need anybody from Okie Grove or anywhere else <laughs> <laughs> calling up saying, hey, I just saw Wendy in the car with a, a young dude. <laughs> <laughs> been like, we didn't need that. Crazy man behind the wheel. That would have been we didn't need that. Yeah. So we're talking about a topic that, you know, I mean, we, we're well aware that some of you may even be in the midst of or mm -hmm. healing from um, an extramarital affair. And so it's not our intent to make light of it because it's not a light situation. Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, what we're talking about, though, is about expectations. And mm -hmm. it is about um, being attentive to yourself. And also being aware that your spouse is not, it's not their job and it's not their responsibility to pick up the pieces. No, um, and because, because you, you often hear after the fact, and this is the crazy part mm -hmm. about getting yourself caught up. Because when you're, when you're in the midst of it, 
there's this deceit that's happening yeah in your mind right you know like either it's rationale it's justification you know you won't get caught or you know you'll be able to just kind of keep this secret forever mm. it's just not it, it's it, no <laughs> it that it that becomes profoundly tormenting right yeah and so um but after all you know everything blows up then mm -hmm. people are willing to kind of look inside and say well you know I'm, I'm empty i'm hurting i'm broken yeah well i say the time to admit the emptiness the hurt the brokenness is right now yes right because because you know a lot of people i don't want to do it on week well you know um, the word tells us that uh, it is when we are weak, that is when God's strength is perfected in us, yes. right? When we're operating on something outside of our own power. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I know that um, some people might need a little, you know, a few little reminders. Mm -hmm. And so um, I captured a few reminders in terms of things, just assurances that God has given mm -hmm. when you're struggling, right? Mm -hmm. But I think. I'm going to I'm going to say this and a lot of people, you know, this is not the, this is not their go to yeah. uh, when they've been hurt by somebody. But the first step generally when you've been hurt is forgiveness. Matthew mm. 5, 43. You've heard that it was said you should love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you so that you may be sons of your father who is in heaven. Romans 12, 21 says, don't be overcome by evil, but over, overcome evil with good. Mm. It, when, when you've been through something, and, and, and I know and I, in our lives, you know, there are things you go through maybe for years, right? Maybe for your whole life. Maybe it's never ended. And there's, there's this hurt and pain. It's hard to forgive. Yeah. But that forgiveness, right? Plucking out that seed of resentment and hatred and anger yeah. often is the first requisite step to begin your own healing process. A lot of people have like circled, gone in circles and circles and circles trying to heal. Yeah. But they can't because the resentment won't allow them to move beyond whatever that hurt was. Yeah. Yeah. It's right. like, um, yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you can't. I mean, the visual I'm seeing has something to do with a scab, but I, it, it just won't come to me right now. Mm -hmm. But but what does come to me is that when we've talked about this before, when we've shared our story, when we've kind of engaged and talked about mm -hmm. extramarital affairs and other things, mm -hmm. you know, speaking to the person that says, well, what if I forgive them and they do it again? Mm -hmm. And And that comes back to, in this case, we said when we started out talking about what's been in the news with Pastor John Gray, that this wasn't the first time. Right. So when you get into that situation where you you forgive or you're able to move forward or you're both you together come together and you start to work on your marriage and then something else happens, then what? Yeah. Well, man, I mean, I don't know. Because because it's the answer <clears throat> it almost doesn't change. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but the fact that it happens again, there's some things, I think there's some things that we struggle with mm -hmm. and there's some things that once, once you've been through it, you're not going back to that, which means that to me, you've been kind of delivered from that thing. Yes. Um, I think how you, how you come through it actually does matter. Like, you know, I think contrition is important. Yeah. Um, in fact, when you've really been broken, when you've really kind of gone through and you're at that place where you know the hurt and the pain that you caused, you know the hurt and the pain that you carried mm -hmm. and you're seeking forgiveness and you're seeking to, to change yeah. and to transform, there's something about that moment, those moments. Yeah. That it's, there's no defense. It's all contrition. It's all surrender. Yeah, because if you find yourself kind of fighting and battling and and parsing the details, you ain't there yet. Yeah, well, right? in defense, right? Yeah, I mean, and and I think, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, and, and and you know, and blaming, you know, well, you did this. Mm -hmm. That's why you ain't there yet. Yeah. Well, what what so, upset me yeah. about this situation was that he brought the kids in. And, and that 
that's that's just that that steps beyond the bounds of you making your own mistake and you doing some things that that could potentially be hurtful. And yeah. So the weight of that guilt and the weight of the responsibility, you're now he now spread that across other people. Yeah, but well, <clears throat> yes. I mean, the way he did it, it's it's ugly looking. Yeah. yeah. But he did it. It, it happens anyway, and that's yeah. why that's why I really we got to pull away, away from, from I know you him, try to, I know right because because it's it, to watch it all kind of unfold you know it's 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 hurtful when you kind of think about what it means yeah. to watch it all all unfold yeah but to be upset with him specifically I mean he again he represents everybody yes and so I don't I don't think you know when people stumble it's because it's easy to kind of even Think about how we might respond or put our, ourselves in that scenario. Yeah. But we don't have to put ourselves in that scenario. We got our own. <laughs> we have our own scenarios. Right. And so, it's important to understand that everybody comes to the table with something, some baggage, some issue, some something yeah. that drives their behavior and how that manifests. Like if I'm if I'm a, if if I'm behaving as a child, mm-hmm. responding in a way that a child might, quote unquote, mm-hmm. then. Um, it doesn't surprise me that a child, you know, it's like, it, you you don't really see that boundary, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we know we, there's no question that it was wrong, but I, I just want to be, be certain that we are, because it's easy for us to like turn our attention yeah. to the person who's being highlighted and mm-hmm. we're, and we're forgetting about ourselves. Yes. That's, that's another thing in scripture, right? Something about a plank. Yeah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, but I was going to say thank you for that because um, you're right in that we should not, we're not here to dissect what happened in their marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, we're here to reflect on our own, yeah. um, which is why we join you guys every week. So when we throw things out there and we're talking about it, yet these are topics for us to discuss and, and we're pretty open and transparent about mm-hmm. our relationship, but it really is to encourage you to spend some time looking at your own relationships, mm-hmm. right? So it's real easy to part and parcel and dissect what somebody else should have done or how it could have gone differently and what they should have felt. We don't have all of the facts we only know what's put before us and what's put out there in the news or or, on social media or wherever is still in some ways it's it's sensationalism right it's to it's to evoke a response from us yeah so that's not really the point the point is that there may be real work to be done We, we each individually have our work that we have to do we know how we came into our marriages and into our relationships we knew we know if we were whole or if we weren't we know if we were seeking or if we weren't and we know that we came with expectation so as you examine yourself and your own marriage and relationship and or relationship consider those things what does this mean for you here's an opportunity to have a conversation that Mm -hmm. goes a little bit deeper than hey we good yep i'm good you good we good sometimes you need to get a little deeper than that yep yep yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. and and I, i would say when people make their mind up they're not gonna let you in mm. oftentimes their mind is made up my mind was made up yeah. like no i'm literally no one right so mm-hmm. um but i would encourage people because the thoughts that we have they're just some very similar thoughts and struggles right yeah and so i kn- i know who i can trust mm-hmm. i know 100 percent who who i can trust and when they're going to challenge me, right? And when they're going to, when they're going to um, give me word, right? You know, a couple of friends I have, I appreciate the most is if I got a vent, like, man, wow, there are these kids, you know, they're going to let me just go ahead and blow it off. And then they're going to come back. They're going to always come back around with that word. And I'm like, yeah. look, bro, can, can I just, <laughs> right? But that's what you need, some accountability. Or somebody sees that you are different or off or whatever, and they just say, hey, you know what? Hmm, wouldn't do that. You seem to be drinking a little bit more. Mm-hmm. What's up with that, bro? What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Right? Why are you here? Or why are you at that place? Or why are you with those people? You know, yeah. somebody who, who who's going to be courageous enough to do that, and then remind you, right? Because again, if if this if we if we go with the um, the premise that this all begins with something that has been troublesome in your life, um, there's a few there's a few scriptures I want to throw out there real yeah. real quick yeah. that um, I think are important. I'm, I won't give all of them to you all, but First um, Peter 
5, 8. Many of you will recall that one, right? It's uh, be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering you are being that, that you are being experienced by your brotherhood through the world. Um, excuse me, that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood through the world. Other mm-hmm. people are going through exactly what you're going through. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Mm. Now, that's an assurance, yeah. right? Um, Psalm 34, 17 says, when the righteous cry for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of their troubles. Mm-hmm. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and save the, saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. Yeah. I don't, the, those are pretty unequivocal, mm-hmm. right? And so I think, you know, in, in Psalm 91 is, is one of my, one of my, favorite one of my go-to chapters right um at the at the the end um the last few verses of that say uh, i think this starts like 14 because he holds fast to me in love this is this is god right i will deliver him i'll protect him because he knows my name when he calls to me i will answer him i'll be with him in trouble i'll rescue him and honor him with long life i will satisfy him and show him my salvation that's not that's like the third scripture i've read where there's a requirement that we call to God when we're in trouble. Yeah. And a lot of times you, you feel too ashamed to call to God. Mm. Yeah. Crazy, right? Because he knows every single thing that you're doing and thinking. Yeah. Well, I mean, so but that goes back to Eden, right? And it, yes. it goes back to when he called out to them and they, and they hid, yes. um, and, and the shame and, you know, and he said, you know, who told you? you were naked or whatever yes. and, and kind of call them on that. So, you know, we're, we're covering a lot, which mm-hmm. means that we probably need to have a part two um, because shame is, is one that I think we could talk about time and time again, but I wanted mm-hmm. to, as we close out, talk about this, this idea of accountability. Cause yeah. you mentioned that, you know, you have some accountability partners. There's some men in your life yeah. that, that can hold you accountable. And I think um, we were, we were taught at least some time ago that your accountability partner should not be your spouse mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. But what I'll say to you is this, you, you know, if your accountability partner, if you have not identified your spouse as your accountability partner or given them permission to hold you accountable on all in all things, um, that when you are ha- when you're communicating with your spouse, you have opportunities. Mm-hmm. So what do I mean by that? Well, you know, when we went through what we went through, when we go through what we go through, mm-hmm. um, there's often a time where one of us says, "Hey, you are right. What's going on?" you know, you want to talk about it. What's wrong with you? Mm -hmm. Those questions are are put out there and we, we choose whether or not we want to get into it. We choose whether or not we want to respond. I I would almost guarantee that those conversations probably happen in your marriages and relationships as well. And, and even if it's something seems off about you or are you feeling okay, when, when your spouse notices that something is not right with you, the best gift you can give them is honesty. Yeah. Um, and so while I'm, I am the one who says, Hey, does, do we have to stop everything to get into this right now? I I'm speaking to those of you who are like, I don't, do we have to stop to get into it right now? Is this something that we need to, yeah, sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is necessary to find out what's going on. And so when the question is asked to be prepared to answer and vice versa. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure yeah, I put that out there. What are your thoughts on that? Well, well, well a, I, I, I don't know that I'm in total agreement with the idea that, mm-hmm. you know, that because because I believe that you are you're like my first accountability. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but I have some 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 men in my life who you've gone through man things who are going through man things. And so we are able to help, you know, bolster each other. Yes. Right. And, and when at that moment, like when you when when you're in this moment of whatever it might be anger or frustration or whatever and and you know there's somebody who who knows you well enough to just drop in at just the right time yeah hey man what's going on with you yeah. right yeah. and so um i think that that's that's really important mm-hmm. because what that does is um i believe it kind of takes a load off you and actually 
um, helps to make your load load lighter and your life better because I don't talk to anybody that's talking any craziness and foolishness into my life. Yes. Right. And so um, generally when those phone calls come, they're at that time where it's like, okay, I did say that. Mm-hmm. I did write that down at that last retreat, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and so to help, to help pull you back on track and to remind you like you know your struggle is it's not just you yeah um this is something that's common to everybody mm-hmm. and so it's just a matter of continuing to walk through it to be continue to be more like the man i'm trying to be yes right yeah so that's what that's it that's what and it so that reminds me of um really encouraging people to be connected and stay connected mm-hmm. we talk about the dangers of being in isolation and even um, you know, I wrote about it, but sometimes when you said, when you're too ashamed to even talk to God, you mm-hmm. need people that will be the conduit between you and him Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and surrounding yourself with those people is, is critical for taking care of yourself. And, um, since we're talking about marriage, taking care of your marriage. So we, I think we're, we're past our time. We could go on and on and talk about this all night. We, we probably really could, but we're not going to. <laughs> no, we're we are not. You know, we intentionally, again, the title, you know, it's not your spouse's job to make your whole. We, we, that's intentionally provocative, right? It does not mean that we're not praying for each other and standing right there next to each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if your spouse needs surgery, it's not your job to do the cutting. You just hold their hand as they walk through that. Pro- well, you know what I'm saying. Get out of, don't be an OR and breaking scrubs, breaking the, the sanitary or whatever, the sterile field. No. You know what I mean, right? Yes. It's about walking through together and supporting each other through it. Okay? Yes. Being, so, being, bringing your whole selves to it, it. And, and being everything that, that God intended you to be for your spouse. That's it. Yeah. So if y'all don't mind, uh, we're going to, we're going to close with, uh, with prayer and, um, yeah, we're going to do that. All right. All right. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we just come tonight just thanking you for um, who you are. Um, we come thanking you for just um, how good you are to us, God, um, for uh, blessing us to see another day. And for everyone who's here on this feed tonight, we just ask that you uh, bless each and every relationship, uh, bless each and every home, cover them. Um, be with them in everything that they do. And um, if there's uh, a couple struggling, uh, God, we, we know there are tr- couples struggling. We just ask that you step in and uh, help them um, draw closer to you. And in doing so, uh, draw closer to each other. So um, we just ask you to continue to bless them and bless us as we continue to, to march on this journey you have us on. Um, just ask that you deal with every broken heart um, every broken piece, God, and bring it back together again. We ask these and other blessings in Jesus' name. Uh, amen. Amen. So, so good night, everybody. You all take care. We will see you next week. Next Monday at 7. 7. Don't be late. <laughs> Thank you for joining us today for the Marriage Shop Podcast. Work to you by Catalyst, creating places that people want to work and leaders they want to work for. Learn more at www.connecttomovegrow.com. Catch live recordings of The Marriage Shop on Facebook and YouTube on Monday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Follow us on Facebook at The Marriage Shop or go to YouTube, enter The Marriage Shop in the search box, click that Marriage Shop logo, and then subscribe to our channel. Set all your alerts to ensure you know everything that's going on in The Marriage Shop.